much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about fear. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you said that you wanted to be where we were, where we are, and so we thank you and praise you that you're here. You said when we gathered in your name, you would be here in the midst of us. So we believe that. We acknowledge your presence. We thank you for teaching us, comforting us, and showing us the good that you have for us. We love you and praise you. We give you all the glory in your name. Amen. So I know this is a time of great anxiety, and yeah, things look really bleak, and I just believe that Jesus wants us to know that he's here for us. He said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I went out to the grocery store the other day, and I just couldn't believe how things looked. And it does, just being out there and watching everybody scramble to get their stuff, and everyone's so serious, and no one's smiling. It's just a a rush to get stuff and panic. And it affected me just watching everybody, but... Of course, I'm not afraid, not when I get in his presence and he comforts me. I just want to share that with you today, that you can just go to Jesus. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. His way is so easy. You have someone to to depend on when you have Jesus. And so he's just calling out to you in this time to come to him. That's how he can help you, is when you go to him. When you choose him, he won't force himself on you. But when you choose him, when you go to him, he's going to be there for you. He's just waiting for you to call upon him so he can help you. In fact, in Revelation 3.20, it says that he is knocking at the door of your heart, just waiting for you to invite him in. When we started, I told you, he said, when we gather in his name, he is here. He wants to be where we are. Chronicle says his eyes roam to and fro throughout the earth, looking for someone he can show himself strong to. He wants you to know him. If you don't know him, he wants you to know him so that you can rest in him. He does. If you already know him and you're still having anxiety attacks, I can, I can understand that because that happened to me so many times that I didn't know what was going on. You know, the enemy, he is a thought. Corinthians says, take captive every thought and make it like the word of God. And that's because that's where his power is. That's what I learned. So he comes into your thinking and just like it says in Acts 10.38, he harasses and oppresses you. Actually, Acts 10.38 says, Jesus was anointed by God to go around doing good especially healing all who were harassed and oppressed by the enemy. And you know how he did that? He did that by giving us wisdom, revelation, knowledge, to know that the enemy is just in your thinking and that he is a liar and that you have actually authority over him. And so in this time of anxiety, you can resist those thoughts. You can turn to Jesus instead. You can turn to him and and hear his word. Do a download of his word, kind of like, you know, when, you, when you're putting something on your computer. Put his word in your heart, and then you can depend on that. When you put his word in your heart, in your mind, and you meditate that instead of the lie that he's telling you, whatever he's freaking you out with, whether it's not having enough or dying 
or if it's your family, whatever it is in this time, or your job. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to change, and we really need Jesus. But whatever it is, you can count on him. You can depend on him. You can go to him, and he's going to be there for you. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He will give you rest. He's so good. He's so in love with you. I was going to tell you about a time that um, I had this, I was attacked by a German shepherd. I was attacked and um, I had, before that, I had a fear of dogs. I actually got a little ahead of myself. I, because I was um, chased home from school by a dog and I was, um, I was under a dog who, when I was little, this dog was on top of me and licking me and I just didn't like big dogs. And I had this fear of dogs, and, and God set me free. I saw, I imagined, um, it, it's like an irrational fear. I imagined when I was out running one morning, five Great Danes. Actually, I believe it was a picture that Satan put in my mind. And um, God told me to turn around and look, because I, I was going to turn around and go the other way. And he told me to turn around and look that they weren't really there. And so Satan paints that picture in your mind. And so that's what he's doing. He, he, he like puts that picture in your mind and you're thinking something's true. That's not. And God wants you to know that, that you can take captive your thoughts and you can make them according to the word of God. So you can take on that peace and that joy and that comfort that he gives and know the truth. Jesus said there is no truth in the enemy. He is a liar, so you can also know that anything he tells you, like, you know, he was showing me in my mind those dogs that weren't even there. Um, anything he tells you, the opposite is true. I so appreciate God telling me to turn around and look again. There were no dogs there. Anyway, to finish that story, I hadn't intended on telling you that, so I got to think back a little bit. But it, it, there was, every time I went out running, I'd have this fear, and God told me what to do, and I did it, and I got over that fear. And then I was attacked. I was over the fear and got too close to a German shepherd, and I had a little dog along, and we were both attacked by that German shepherd. And so I started fearing again, and God set me free again. It's the fear that keeps you from having and enjoying your life. And meditating on fear is really meditating on the devil's lie. And when God teaches you all that, that's what Jesus did when he went around doing good, healing all who were harassed and oppressed by the enemy. He was teaching us about our thinking and how that's the power that Satan has. He only has power in your thinking if you let him. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will leave. And submitting to God is saying, I'm not going to think your thoughts. I resist you in the name of Jesus, and I'm not going to worry I know that he's going to take care of me. Psalm 91 tells us that. When you make him your shelter, when you make him your most high, you're going to call on his name and he's going to take care of you. He's going to be there for you. And so even if you are a Christian and you have fears and anxieties, we know that we don't have to think that way. But if we walk away from the word, then um, Satan, you know, that leaves room for him to come into your thinking. But if you're constantly meditating that word and putting it in your heart so that you can remember it, so that you can live on it, 
um, then, you know, that's what's going to accomplish that. You're going to accomplish faith. You're going to have faith. Romans 10, 17 tells us faith comes by hearing the word of God. And so fear comes by meditating on the word of the enemy. And so he is, he is just, Jesus said in John 10, 10, that he has come that we may have life, have it to the full until it overflows. And the enemy, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And remember, Jesus was anointed by God to go around doing good, healing all who are harassed and oppressed by the enemy. So he wants to harass you and oppress you. But when you go to Jesus, when you meditate his word, when you ask for his help, the enemy's done. He can't do anymore. And remember, he's a thought, and he's a lie, and he's just trying to oppress you. He's trying to put you in a prison. He's trying to, you know, like put this leash on you and be in control of you when Jesus already conquered him for us. And so we can take the name of Jesus and say, I bind you. That's what he said. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So you don't have to put up with him. But the reason that we put up with him is because we don't know the truth. We don't know Jesus. We don't know the word of God. We don't know what our rights are. We don't know our covenant rights because we don't look at the word. And because, you know, I was just telling my son this this morning, you know, so many people are being criticized for freaking out. But as are we as Christians showing them how to live? Are we showing them who Jesus is? Are we showing them peace? Are we showing them they don't have to freak out? Or, you know, it seems like so many people in the social media are picking on other people at this time and and also, you know, fighting over things. And we can trust God. We don't have to go that route. And especially if you are a Christian, we shouldn't be making jokes out of people that are freaking out because... They're freaking out because they don't have Jesus. They don't know him. They don't have that covenant. They don't know the peace and the joy that you know. So, um, you know, we shouldn't be doing that. We, we should be ashamed of ourselves if we are. And, you know, we're thinking we're better than they are because we're not freaking out and we have peace. But that isn't what Jesus called us to do. He called us to love to love your neighbor as yourself. That means you put them before you. That means if they're freaking out and they don't know why, then you should be helping them. We should be loving them. In my time with God this morning, I felt him crying that, you know, we're not doing our part. We're not being that witness. We're not reaching out to them. We're making fun of them. That's what we're doing if we're not helping them, if if we're just making jokes that they're so freaked out and, you know, their fear is irrational. If you ever had a rational fear, then you can have compassion for that person. And so think about the time that you were afraid of something. Think about the time that the enemy was tormenting you. And then take that and turn it around to compassion for someone else. That's what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to do that greater work, and that is to love those people that don't know any better. Let's not turn them away from Jesus in this time. In fact, I felt like Jesus was telling me this morning that he's going to use us to draw people to him. And, you know, in that fear, he uses what the enemy meant for your harm. He uses it for good. So he's going to use a situation and he's going to draw people to him. They have to know, 
You have to know, if you didn't know him before, that you can turn to him and he can give you that peace that passes all understanding. You can know, you can feel his presence. You can hear him tell you everything's going to be all right. He's going to take care of you. He's your God and no one loves you more than he does. If you didn't know, he laid down his life for you willingly. He said, I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to pick it up again. He, by choice, laid down his life so that we could be right with the Father, so that we could be sin-free, so we could sin and be forgiven, so that we could benefit from all of God's love, his kingdom principles bring love, and Jesus is making it easy for us to live in obedience to the Father. We can mess up. We can be forgiven. We, By his stripes, we were healed. He took stripes for our healing. He is God. He is so in love with us. And that's why he did all that. He laid down his life for us. He laid down his life for you. And if you believe in him and live by his principles, you can be saved. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. All you got to do is rely on him and What a relief, right? Not to have to depend on yourself, but to depend on Him. To me, that's the most awesome thing. I love it that I can just depend on Him and I don't have to trust myself because trusting myself is taking a chance. But trusting Him, that's living blessed. And so that's the way I choose to live. And I just want to encourage you to choose Him. Don't let the enemy harass you and oppress you. And carry you around on a leash when Jesus bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He did all that for you so you can live in freedom. He loved you so much, he took all that on himself. And all you have to do is believe and use his name, and the enemy is going to run from you. That's what he said. His, the power in his name is going to force the enemy out of your life. I just so love to pray with you right now. If you would pray with me, let's do that. First, let's pray, and you can ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you. And then we'll just pray for God's peace to go with that, okay? Let's do that. Jesus, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you so much that you love us, and you just want to be with us, and you want to take care of us, and you want to make things easy for us, and even that you won't force yourself on us. And so we're asking you now to come in our heart. Be the Lord of our life. Teach us how we can just live free, free from sin, sickness, disease, sorrow, pain, free from being harassed and oppressed by the enemy. We thank you that you broke us out of jail. You broke us out of that prison that Satan tries to keep us in, in our mind. And we just thank you and praise you that you would just come, live on the inside of us, and show us that peace that we can have. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that you would show us your presence right now. We thank you and praise you. You are so good. We thank you for teaching us how to live in your kingdom, in the kingdom of heaven, right here on the earth, where the enemy can't even touch us. We thank you that you said in John 10, 27, that your sheep know your voice so that we can hear you and follow you and also to have eternal life with you. We thank you that it starts right here and right now in the midst of all this chaos, how you can come 
and live on the inside of us and just make everything better. Just give us that peace so we can be happy again, so we can have joy and even more happiness and joy before we knew you. I thank you and praise you, Lord, that you would just show them your presence right now, that they would feel you, that all that anxiety would leave. And even for the person that already knew, knew you, that they would just resist those thoughts of the enemy. Maybe they didn't know better. Maybe you didn't know better, but you can resist those thoughts of the enemy and put the word of God in your heart and meditate on that and have that joy and that peace that no one else can understand because you have heard the Father. We have heard you. We have you living on the inside of us. And with you living on the inside of us, how could anything be any better? We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. You're so good to us. You're so good to us. We love you. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. So good. If you said that prayer with me today, if this is the first time that you said that prayer, that is so amazing. I'm so excited for you. And you want to hear the word now. John 1 1 tells us he is his word. So you want to be putting that word in your heart. When you get born of the Spirit, your spirit, which I want to read to you, is reborn. You're going to see things and feel things um, about God that you never could see before. Because if you openly received him, he knows that. And he's going to come in. Revelation 3.20 says that he is knocking at the door of your heart. And he is going to come in and he is going to hang out with you. He's going to be there for you and with you for anything. I want to read to you 1 Timothy 2.7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity. When you got born again, you didn't get a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing, fawning fear. But he has given us a spirit of power and of love and a calm and well-balanced mind, discipline and self-control. So you don't have to be afraid anymore. He changed you. But now you got to change your thinking. Romans 12, 2 says to renew your mind, to be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind. Change your mind to be thinking his way. And then you can prove for yourself his will is good and perfect. So many people wonder, what is the will of God? This is it. He's his word. This is the will of God. And you can read it, and then you can take it. You can have it. It's free. Jesus did that for you. He gave you his life. He laid down his life. And then also, when you leave here, you won't die. You're just going to leave your body, and you're going to go be with the Lord. So if you pick him, you got it made. You got it made. If you didn't say that prayer with me and you want to say it by yourself, go ahead, do it. it doesn't, it's nothing special. He's a person. He's in love with you. And just ask him to come and live on the inside of you and be with you forever. And then be committed to him. And you're committed to him by knowing his word and then doing it. That's your protection. Read Psalm 91. Read it. It's really awesome. It's, his, it's a psalm of protection. It's his promise to you. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that I helped you in this time. and. Um, Go ahead and let me know if I did. That'd be so wonderful. It'd be so cool. And if you said that prayer for the first time, I would so love it if you'd let me know. You can't do anything without him. You can't. Read John 1, 
John 15, 1 through 8. You can't do anything without him. You got to be connected to him. And that is how you prosper in every area of your life. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you.